Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hello, um, hello everyone and welcome back. It is the Sabbath, Shabbat Shalom. Um, it is February 19th, 2022. And um, I welcome everybody who signed on to the Zoom this morning or this afternoon. Um, we had a little bit of um, technical dis difficulties, but we are hanging on and moving forward. Okay, um, hopefully that this, uh, this lesson will go well. And this is the last lesson of Exodus. Um, do I have any announcements? Oh, I have some short announcements. Um, first off, we are moving forward and we are opening up the platform. So now I am also located on um, Apple Podcasts. So I am now on the um, Apple Podcast. So you can see me on Spotify, Anchor, and Apple. It's still under the same, um, the scriptural cliff note sessions. It's still under that. So if you want to look at, you know, um, look me up on Apple, iTunes, not iTunes. Yeah, I guess it is. iPod, iTunes, whatever it is. I'm on Apple and I'm on um, Spotify originally and Anchor. As we are um, expanding the platforms, I will let you know. The platform, whatever platform I move to, it will still be the same um, title. So you can always look for me under that title. Um, the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. That is the title of um, this platform on all different um, platforms. Like I said, Apple on iTunes, um, Spotify, and Anchor. Okay, as I continue to move forward and expand, remember, I'm a one woman show pretty much. Um, got another person helping in the background, um, you know, from time to time, but pretty much I'm a one woman show. Um, as we continue to um, expand, um, I will be keeping you abreast of what's going on. Not only that, when you start listening and you start referring your friends to listen and your loved ones, um, don't forget to hit that follow, okay? So that you can be notified of all of the new stuff that will become available. Remember, this is your salvation, okay? Your salvation is at stake. There's war being raged and we don't even know it. So, okay, we're going to move forward and we're going to kind of be slow simply because I have an abundance of information to tell you. And since I'm not in my regular um, computer, my desktop, I am using my husband's laptop and we are um, moving forward. Hopefully everybody can see the board, um, even though, you know, we're on a smaller device. Um, and we're just going to move forward. Um, as I said last week, um, this is the Exodus 3 outline. is the last outline. And this is from chapters 25 to 40. And um, where we left the children of Israel last week, we left them in the wilderness. 
uh, being stiff neck and murmuring all, all the time for everything. Um, this last week, which are 15 chapters, it, there's so much to cover. When I say so much, so much, there is so much to cover. There's no way I can tell you every nuance that's going on. But um, hopefully, and I have this faith in everyone that you already listened to the book of Exodus in its entirety. And you listened also to the book of Jasa which moves on from uh, Genesis, and I believe it goes to Leviticus. So, I mean, you have, if you already listened to all those books and it was broken down into five segments, if you already listened to those books, you probably already in Leviticus. So um, I am going to try to give you all the Cliff Notes uh, session of the last books of Exodus. Okay, so I'm going to give you the cliff note session. And uh, for those who um, usually log on on the Sabbath at one o'clock, that's when we do our lives. We, um, you can see the board is full of everything and everything's all over the place. Now, what I was regularly, what I was going to initially do was going to show you pictures of what the priests um, look like and what um, the tabernacle looked like. But since we don't have that luxury this week, I guess another time I will be able to show you. But I will go through this lesson and I'm going to do it as fast as I can. It will probably take one take, but if it does not, please sign back on so that we can complete this lesson and move on to Leviticus. Okay, now, uh, like I said, Exodus outline chapter three, 25 to 40. That's the chapters, 15 chapters, okay? There's so many nuances I'm not be, um, gonna be able to tell you in the time allotted. So uh, this part is the tabernacle and the priesthood, okay? Now, like I said, I left you, or we left with the children of Israel being in the wilderness and fighting and murmuring with uh, Moses and Aaron. Okay, so this time we're going through the alphabet A, B, C, D, E, F, and G, okay? And that consists of chapters 25 through 40. So I'm gonna go through that and hopefully we could get through this um, with some understanding of um, the book of Exodus. Like I said, I always uplay, upload the book. You can hear the book in its entirety. But like I said, this is the Cliff Note version. And I pretty much give you um, things that you have not heard within the scriptures. A lot of times you're not gonna hear this because it will be coming from other books, namely the book of Jasa in regards to um, what's happening here. Okay. So like I said, it's the tabernacle and the priesthood. Now, we already know from um, Genesis that the, the priesthood started with the third brother, Levi. We already discussed that. So Levi's line are the line of the priests. You got it? Levi's line is the line of the priests. So more than... Uh, more than um, more likely, everybody who um, are the uh, prophets 
everybody who are the priests comes from Levi's line, except for Melchizedek. Remember that. Okay. And Yahusha, because Yahusha is from the line of Melchizedek, not Levi. Because um, Melchizedek never sinned. Melchizedek came into this world like Yahusha came into this world. Um, so we're not talking about Melchizedek. That'll be later. But Levi's line, originally, they were sinless. This is why they didn't go into bondage like the rest of his brothers did. Despite the fact that in the regular Bible, they tell you everybody did. No, because they wasn't sinning like that. Levi's line was not sinning like that, okay? But when it started, when the children of Israel went to um, to uh, 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 Egypt, which is Mizraim, which means bondage, I already spoke to you about that, then all kinds of stuff started happening. So now we have the line of the priests, and right now it's under Aaron. So Aaron's mother and father, which is also Moses' mother and father, is the line of the priests. So you know that um, Moses' line is the priestly line. Okay, so, all right, so now I already explained to you the last week, hold on, let me just move this back, like I said, they were in the wilderness, and, thank you, they were in the wilderness, and um, the laws and the ceremonies was discussed, and now, I already told you about the laws about restitution, the ceremonies and festivals, the Ten Commandments, what other precepts and statutes, because the Most High did not just give Ten Commandments. He gave precepts and statutes also. Also, the conquest of Canaan, the promise of the land of milk and honey. We already said that last week, so now we on this week. Now they're still in the wilderness. Remember, they wandered around for 40 years because they did not listen. They refused to listen. I don't care when they, when, just when you thought they was going to start listening, because this, I'm going to be speaking about that. Just when you thought everything was going to be all right, guess what? They still start acting like uh, fools. Okay. So, okay. Let's start with A. And A is chapters 25 through 27. This is the instructions for the building in the tabernacle. Now, remember, Moses had to go up there. Speak with the Most High. Remember, he, uh, the Most High came to the mountain of Sinai and you saw the Most High in his um, cloudliness, I would say, <laughs> as a cloud. You saw him go over and I already just explained to you what the cloud probably looked like. Um, first of all, I can't, uh, there's no way I can really give you information of how it looked because I wasn't there. But I can imagine. So I want you to use your imagination and imagine the biggest, rowdiest, thunderous cloud over the biggest mountain you could ever think of. And that's where that's what the most high was. So while he was there, he was with the children of Israel. I already told you before the most high told um, his um, representative to tell Ezra. I didn't tell nobody else or show nobody else my miracles. I didn't show nobody else my manifestations, but you. And this is where he's showing them the manifestations. This is the beginning of where he's showing them the manifestations. So when the Most High said, I never showed them exactly, they didn't. He didn't, excuse me. The only ones who was there in that wilderness at that time was the children of Israel and their servants because there was other people that went to with them their servants went with them and helpers and stuff like that because everybody wasn't a servant you know there was helpers and stuff so there was other people in the wilderness with them 
Okay, so the instructions for building the tabernacle. So Moses is up on the um, on the mountain. I already told you 40 days, 40 nights. And remember, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years a day with Yahusha. So if he was there for 40 um, days and 40 nights in human time, he was probably there for a minute or two. Yeah, that's in Yahusha's time. But um, he came down, spoke with Moses. They had conversations for 40 days and 40 nights. So um, the most high is telling Moses um, on the mountain what he needs to do. So um, he's listening to the most high and the most high is giving him the statutes and the judgments along with the priest information and what he needs to do for the tabernacle, which is the, sa um, the um, sanctuary. The tabernacle is the sanctuary. And I'm going to explain to you what the tabernacle is and how it relates to us today. I already told you everything works in a circle. So, so that's what he was doing there. Up there, 40, um, 40 days, 40 nights, um, discussing it and powwowing with the most high. Okay. And that's from chapters 25 to 27. So I'm just going to read a little bit um, uh, uh, from my outline. And it says, what the children of Israel will um, to offer in formation of the um, tabernacle, to, they discuss the Ark, and I'm going to talk about the Ark of the Covenant, um, the mercy seat with the cherubims, and um, the table with the showbread, with the furniture there, and the golden candlestick. Now, the Ark of the Covenant happens to be like, and I know this doesn't really explain it, but I'm going to say it like this. You know how you have um, a treasured um, jewelry box and it's a pretty jewelry box and you have this idea of what kind of jewelry box you want and um, what it looks like and the dimensions it should be and what kind of cloth or what kind of material um, it should be and how pretty it should be and what symbols or whatever that should sit on top of it and this and that and you want to put your most prized jewels inside of it okay well that's like the tabernacle the tabernacle was um a specified keeping place for the um, commands and the most high wanted um, now remember he's communicating all this stuff to Moses to tell the people because remember the people don't want to hear the most high because all the thunder and lightning and they were scared so which is uh, their downfall the beginning of the end for them so um, they um, the most high wanted this specific um type of box to hold uh, the um, the commands in for safekeeping. Now, this box was so holy. Once they put the box together, but I'm going to tell you what it's made of. This box was so holy that if you touched the box, you would disintegrate. You would be dead if you touched this box. That's how holy it was because, remember, the Most High wrote the commands with his finger on the tablets of stone okay and he didn't do this one time he did it twice i'm gonna tell you about it in a minute so he wanted um moshe which is moses to have a specific um measurement of this box specific materials for this box specific um writings on this box specific emblems on the box specific um I'm not going to say idols, but um, 
uh, posts on the box because there was two cherubim on the box. Okay, and we already know what cherubim are. They're a type of angel, right? And then um, the it had rings on it, and it was. And when I say rings, it was round rings that you put something through so that you could carry the box because you couldn't touch the box. You had to put some either a gold um, staff through the rings because it was a ring on every um, side of the box. So you know it's a box for four corners. And you had to put something through the box so that it could, you can hold it without touching it because it was so holy. I already told you, you couldn't look at the most high because you're not, you're not worthy enough to look at the most high and you wasn't worthy enough to touch it. Uh-huh. So there was rings on each side of it so that you could put a staff through a golden staff or some kind of wooden staff, specialized wood, to um, hold this box. So um, the Most High is saying, I need that box. And this is what I'm describing to you to get that box together. Now, I want to tell you something about the children of Israel. I already said what I said the last time. The children of Israel, <clears throat> the children of Israel were masters of what they did. Okay. They built infrastructures everywhere they went, they were no fools. Now, they were stiff-necked, but they were no fools. They built up infrastructures everywhere they want, went, and every time they went into bondage, they got used to build that nation's infrastructure. Did you hear what I said? They were used to build that nation's infrastructure. Now, where are the children of Israel, and what do they do? And what are they known to do? Yet, people call them lazy. Anyway, so they were masters, craftsmen. They were master craftsmen. They were blessed people and the most high blessed them to be in their areas of expertise. When I say areas of expertise, I mean what I say. They was able to make clothes. They was able to, they were able to, um, because they were required to make the priestly robes and everything. They was able to do all this stuff in the wilderness. So the Most High blessed them in every area. Now, I'm going to say something about today. Because the children of Israel are everywhere today. You already know they sprinkled all over and they covered, meaning hidden. Thank y'all. Hallelujah. Quote, unquote, they hidden, but they smart as whips, okay? People call them lazy. People call them by words, all of that. It's been happening since the beginning of time. People been calling them what they call them. But I'm going to tell you what, when the, children, when the children of Israel in real time, once they learn something, they got it, baby. They got it. And it's the same thing that happened then. So they were master craftsmen, okay? They could build infrastructures. They can make clothes. They can do all this stuff. And then after I finish this lesson, well, wait, before I finish, okay, after I finish this lesson, you're going to know how, how smart as a whip um, the children of Israel are. Okay, so like I said, that was um, chapter, building the tabernacles because the Most High is telling uh, them, I need specifics, 
Okay. Not only do I want X, Y, Z, I wanted to be specifics. And I'm gonna read some things to you. So between 25 and 27, I'm gonna read to you. Okay. Then um, the most high is telling um, uh, Moses the instructions on the building the tabernacle. Now he's saying, I want the tabernacle to be a certain height. I want it to be a certain length. I want it to, and I have a picture actually here that I'm not a good, um, I can't draw very well, but I put a little, little picture there. <laughs> so like I said, you know, since we are not able to see this because I had pictures this time, I'm going to describe it to you. So there was specifics that he wanted the tabernacle to be too. So that's what he's saying in chapter 26. And he wants the curtains, 10 curtains in the tabernacle. He wants the curtains to be of goat's hair. He wanted to be of ram's um, covering, badger skins. Um, he wants boards of the tabernacle um, with their sockets and their bars. Now, this is in the wilderness, I'm telling you, in the wilderness. Okay, and he's getting it from his children too. Who could do that? So the Most High is making it possible. When they left, remember, um, when they left the children of Israel, they had stuff, okay? So um, he said he wants the, a veil for the ark. The veil is a covering, so you already know, because the ark goes inside. Um, it could be outside too, like when they, when they carry it wherever, um, it, could be sit, it could sit outside, but it usually resides inside of the tabernacle. So, okay, um, and um, a hanging for the door. These were um, materials like curtains and, and things that had to be inside um, the tabernacle. And chapter 27 is saying the altar, there's an altar also um, in the um, tabernacle for burnt offerings and uh, with vessels thereof. And I'm gonna describe that uh, momentarily. Um, the court of the tabernacle enclosed with hangings and pillars and um, the measure of the court and the furniture of brass. There were specific uh, materials that had to be used in the tabernacle and on the, um, the ark and inside the tabernacle. And I will describe that in a minute. And then there's oil for the lamp. That's what he's saying. This is what the most high is telling um, Moses to tell the people. Okay, so um, there's a discussion also of the priesthood and that's chapters 28 and 29. Now we already said, I already said that um, Levi was the initial priest from the 12. So, um, in that line of Levi is Aaron and Moses, but Aaron is the priest and Aaron has three sons. So they get in Aaron and the sons ready for the priesthood for um, the tabernacle. Now, remember, he's uh, uh, erecting the tabernacle. They are erecting the tabernacle, meaning they're putting together the tabernacle with all the specifics and all the materials they need. Aaron and um, his sons is becoming um, um, sanctified to become the priest. So they have to be anointed with the blood and all of that stuff. And they're preparing to, um, to be the priest. Now, being a priest back in biblical days is something very important. You have to do specific things. You got to wear specific things. You have to make sure you're upright because you are representing the most high. Now, we already said in Genesis 
that Levi was the priest and Levi is Yah's um, lot, meaning um, when the children of Israel, when they broke down different areas that they live in on earth, um, uh, Levi didn't get all of that because Levi's inheritance was the most high because he was the priest. So all the rest of the brothers had to take care of Levi because Levi is the line who takes care of them spiritually. You understand his lot is the most high. He's the closest to the most high. So him being um, one of the 12 brothers, he got everybody through prayer. So everything that everybody else has, their job is to take care of Levi and make sure he's good. So that's where tithes originally came from, okay? So they had to make sure he was good. With the land, with the uh, materials, with money, all of that, the brothers had to make sure because um, Levi did not inherit that. Levi, Levi inherited the most high. And the most high, you don't need nothing when you got the most high. So on earth, everybody else is going to take care of you because the most high is your lot. That's your inheritance, the most high. And um, that's the most high's inheritance too. So while they're getting ready in chapters 28 and 29, I'm going to read to you. Aaron and his sons are set apart for the priest's office. Holy garments are appointed. I'm going to discuss those garments. The ephod and the girdle, the breastplate and the 12 precious stones, the Urim and the Thummim, the robe of the ephod with the pomegranates and the bells. Like I said, I had the picture so that I could describe to you what it is, but I, I still try to see if I can describe to you what it is because I wanted you to actually see it, but um, we trying to do the best we can. Anyway, Okay, um, the robe in the ephod with the pomegranates and the bells, the plate and the mitre, the embroidered coat, the garments of Aaron's sons, uh, the sacrifice and ceremonies of consecration, the priests and the altar, the continual burnt offerings, the most high um, to dwell among the children of Israel. Now, the plan was to dwell, the most high, the, to dwell with the children of Israel. Now, I already told you everything works in a circle, and I'm just going to tell you, um, this is Old Testament, but New Testament. When Yahushua said that the um, that the temple, because they, you know, they changed the word. I already told you the Bible's um, tampered with. They changed the words from tabernacle and san um, sanctuary to church and temple okay the words was changed they was not originally church at all how does the devil fool the world world in every way possible so it wasn't called church everywhere you see church is wrong okay this is where they bamboozle you first of all it's never church it was assemblies what's assembly everybody coming together that's what it is just as simple as that no church, no this, because the devil got you thinking you got to be in this building. That's idolatry. But we ain't going to go there. I'm just letting you know the devil fools the world in every way. I will continue to say that so that you know when I really do that lesson, you'll have an idea of how he's fooling everybody. Okay. So, all right. In chapters 28 and 29, like I said, there's special and specific ways that the priests are supposed to dress, act, and conduct themselves. So now I'm going to read to you. Oh, good.
good grief. We getting ready to run out of time, but I'm getting ready to give you another upload. But I'm only on B. Good grief. We got a lot more to say, but I will tell you when um when it cuts off, because I can't see it like on my computer. When it cuts off, please um grab onto the other link. Okay, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna try to round it off. Now this I'm gonna give you an um explanation as to what these um this is okay so the priest had to wear a special robe called an ephod he had to wear a special robe called it called the ephod and it was made of gold regular gold gold as we know it the same thing and it had the color blue purple and scarlet and i'm going to tell you exactly why the most high chose those colors um, and this was yarn and it was in linen. Okay, these are all specific things that the most high said. And this is the ephod, which is the, um, it's like a vest. Okay, it's like an apron or a vest. That's what the men had to wear. Okay, and then um, it was some kind of shoulder piece that had two onyx stones on it. And then there was a breastplate, like a, uh, the size of a placemat, a small placemat, right? And um, it had 12 precious stones in it. And each stone represented the, uh, each child of the children of Israel. Uh-huh, each stone. It was 12 stones and it was different types of stones. And I'm gonna tell you what the stones were. Now, at these are regular English words, I'm telling you, because the stones was not made there. Right? Remember, the, the words changed. So the first, these are the 12 children of Israel. These stones were supposed to be worn every time the priest was inside the tabernacle to represent each child of Israel represent everyone in that nation, okay, by the house that he came from. There's 12 houses of Israel. What does that mean by house? Your whole generation in that house. I'll give you an example. Yahuda's house is his whole generation that was scattered in the four corners of the globe. That's Yahuda's house, okay? So, Every house, and I already told you there's 12 brothers, and I'm going to concentrate on number four, which is Judah, Yahuda. I'm going to concentrate on his house because we are all scattered. Now, I'm, I'm going to name the, um, the stones. A Sardis stone was number one. Topaz was number two. Carbuncle, Carbuncle was number three. Emerald is the house of Yahuda. The emerald stone is the house of Yahuda, and that's the fourth stone. Then sapphire. Then diamond, that's the sixth stone. Seventh stone is a Laguire stone. Um, agitate is number eight. Emph emphasis is number nine. A beryl stone is number 10. And I'm going to tell you this, beryl stones come in different colors. A lot of dark stones. They all dark, not light at all. Onyx stone, you already know is black. That's 11. And a jasper is another stone, which is a red, a dark reddish stone like dirt. Okay, there's no light stones, none of that. Now there is a clear stone, which is a diamond, but what is a diamond before it's a, a, a diamond, a piece of coal? Just know that. Okay, so they had to wear that breastplate like a, like a medallion, okay? Okay, <laughs> so they had to wear that and it had all of the stones like a medallion. And so 
then um, the priest had to, like I said, the two stones on the shoulder, which was onyx. And then he had that, um, he had the breastplate with the um, 12 stones on it. And, um, and it was uh, three, excuse me, four rows of three, four rows of three. Okay. Um, and then um, the ephod, which is the, uh, the, um, the apron or a vest, because it was long, um, it had these specific colors in it. And the colors were gold, blue, purple, and scarlet. And I'll tell you what those colors mean. The goal is the purification of the people. Um, all throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament, the Most High said he's going to, um, he's going to um, purify us like gold. How do you purify gold? You got to boil it. Boil it real good until all of the dirt and all of the impurities are, uh, are boiled out. And then you can actually see yourself in a piece of raw gold once all the impurities are, bro are boiled and burnt off. So that's what that was. Gold is for purification. Blue is for chastisement and correction. So the most high, you already know, every time the most high say something is a law, precept, statute, or command, or a prophecy. So the most high uh, wants that blue for chastisement and correction. Because all throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament, what is he doing to the children of Israel? Correcting them. So that's what the blue means. Blue also means uh, a social construct now. When they say, oh, I'm feeling blue. You understand what that means, right? Okay, so that's why blue is, yeah, you ain't going to be feeling good when the most high uh, chastise you. Okay, so purple is um purple is actually a kingly color um, I, um the upper echelon or the kings wore purple it's a royal color purple not only that it's a um it's a color for only rich people because in um the old testament and biblical days it took 8,500 shellfish to produce one ounce of purple dye. So only rich people can afford purple. So when people wore purple back in the days, back in the back in the in the biblical days, you knew that they had money. The more purple they wore, like purple robes and all of this, the more purple they wore, the uh, the more you knew this person was rich, because purple was hard to come by, honey. So yes, and that was in it, and scarlet, which is a deep red. The reason why um, the Most High wanted scarlet in the ephod is because of the blood. Now, I already told you what the Most High said is a prophecy. So what does the blood represent? A cleansing. What did the, um, the priests have to do? They had to sanctify things. How did they do that? With blood. I told you the blood is the life. That's what the most high saying. We're going to find that out later on when we go into the scriptures. But um, the blood was required to clean things, to cleanse things, and to um, sanctify them. Blood. That's why the most high don't want you to eat blood. Because who are you? You make sure it ain't in there. When you eat a piece of meat, you ain't supposed to eat. You ain't supposed to see no blood in there. You ain't supposed to eat it. You're not supposed to consume it. So uh, who does that? And, and listen to the lessons, my daily lessons. You already know who does that, the goats. Anyway, so um, blood is the clan. So that's why he wanted scarlet weaved into the ephod. 
So uh, blood cleanses, pl blood cleanses everything. And even the lepers had to bathe themselves seven times. This is what the, um, they had to go to the priest and the priest had to bathe them seven times in um, blood to cleanse them of their leprosy. That's how important it was. See, you see how intricate the most high is? You see how specific he is? He don't do stuff willy nilly. Okay. He does a specific, everything he does has a meaning. So that's what was happening. So the priests have to wear those colors, gold, blue, purple, and scarlet. That's what they had to do is weaving into the ephod by linen. Okay. All right. Linen is, I think sheep hair. Is it linen sheep? I believe it is. No, that's wool. I forgot what linen is. It might be linen. I don't know. I can't remember off the top of my head. Anyway, at the bottom of the, um, of the, uh, hmm, what is this called? At the bottom of the priestly robe, um, you had to wear bells. So um, the bells were like pomegranates, okay? Um, and it says, uh, make pomegranates of blue, purple, and scarlet yarn around the hem of the robe with golden bells, gold, 100% gold bells that was sewn into a priestly robe. Can you imagine? To this day, there's not some um, somebody who could um, hem it real good and don't have that many materials. Remember, this is biblical days. They didn't have no sewing machine or none of that. So they was doing this stuff by hand and very intricately. That's how... Um, uh, there, that's how the children of Israel's uh, profession was so mastered. Okay, so it says um, the gold bells and the pomegranates are to alternate around. All right, so um, <clears throat> around the helm of the robe, Aaron must wear it when he ministers. The sound of the bells will be heard when he enters the holy place before the most high and when he comes out so that he would not die. Now, why did the children of Israel wear bells? <laughs> because to error is human. Now, if they erred, if they made, uh, if they were sinful and they did, wasn't humble enough to, uh, to repent, during their sins, even if they were the priests, uh, they would die going into the holy place. Remember, in the tabernacle, there's a holies and the holy of holies, and only the priest could go there. But if the priest has some kind of sin that he didn't confess, if you're wearing the bells and you don't hear them tinkling bells no more, that means they did. Okay? <laughs> That's what the, the most high was not playing. Okay? He is not Palaying. So you also had to be barefoot because you were standing on holy ground. Within the tabernacle is holy ground because remember, the Most High resided there. So everywhere he was was holy. So you couldn't come in there with shoes or none of that. Remember, if you're wearing shoes and stuff, you don't know where you're stepping with shoes. Okay. And the Most High is not having that. So that's pretty, oh, and you also had to wear a crown on your head. There's a crown, and it's um, it's a plate. Uh, it's like a turban, and then a crown uh, over the turban. And and it says, make a plate of pure gold and engrave on it as on a seal to the Most High. Fasten a blue cord to it and attach it to a turban 
it is to be on the front of the turban. So you had to have special, um, you had to have special, uh, a special Thank saying. You. Mute your mic, please. You had to have a spe special saying on the crown. Okay. Um, so that's what the priesthood consisted of. So that's chapters. Um, what is that? Um, 20, 28 and 29. Now, the um, further instructions concerning the tabernacle was how to prepare the sanctuary inside and out, the layer of three chambers, the materials you had to wear was um, uh, to gather is, um, like I said, uh, wool, you had to have gold skins, badgers, um, you had to build the stuff with acacia wood. They call it acacia wood now, but it was called kittim wood. But it's a special, specialized wood that the Most High wanted. And then you had to bathe that wood in gold. So that was um, gold was used, silver was used, wood was used, brass, certain skins, all of that was used, okay, within the tabernacle. And um, <clears throat> this is what was told to Moses, okay? Now, while Moses is getting all this stuff, in this information, he's up there, remember, up there 40 days and 40 nights with the Most High. All of this stuff was being described to the Most High. So now Moses is coming down and he's um, trying to communicate this stuff to them. So what happens when he comes down? He has the two, the two, um, the two tablets. Remember, Aaron's two sons, uh, Bazaziel and Aholabib, uh, are appointed, and they're um, they're being um, bred to and anointed to become the priests. Okay, and then the Sabbath. Oh no, I didn't get there. Yeah, I'm over. Oh no, 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 that's fine. Um, the Sabbath is being observed in the wilderness. Okay. Okay. Um, so now I'm on chapters. This is the outbreak of idolatry and the golden calf, chapters 32 and 33. Now, Moses took 40 years. I already told you day and night up there. The most high had a conversation with him and all this stuff was going down. So while he's coming down, while he was up there talking, the children got antsy and they started wanting to worship idols. Now, remember when they was in, um, when they was in, um, Mizraim, which is Egypt bondage, they had to do what the Egyptians did. So a lot of them, not all of them, a lot of them was uh, using idols just like the Egyptians. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. And they, um, so while they down there waiting for um, Moses to come down from 40 days up there with the Most High, because they, they haven't heard from him while he was up there with the Most High, they gathered around Aaron now, mind you, Aaron is getting ready to become the priest. How is he getting ready to do what I'm getting ready to tell you he did? Okay, so they all gathered around at, um, Aaron and they was like, well, we don't know what happened to, um... now, mind you, the children of Israel already see everything. They already see all the manifestations from the Most High and they still acting like buttholes. So they get around Aaron and they like, well, we don't see uh, Moshe. We don't know where he is. So let's... Um, Make us a uh, make us a god. That's what he says. Make us a god. 
So um, Aaron felt like he his back was up against the wall. So he was like, you know, because, you know, I don't know if they're going to kill me or not. All right, so get your stuff together. Now, I told you the children of Israel, when they left, they had money because uh, uh, Mizraim definitely blessed them with all of the stuff they needed. They got their uh, reparations, honey. So they all start putting all their gold and all of this stuff together. And Aaron made them a calf, a cow, a golden cow that they uh, going to worship. Now, I'm not even going to go into that because time is not going to permit me to say my own little uh, thoughts, but I will keep going because <laughs> enough is enough. So while they did all of that, here comes Moses. Moses is coming down. He has the, tab the tables of the laws with information um, regarding the statutes and judgments. He comes down here and sees this calf and all the people worshiping. So you know Moses goes ham. He goes off on them. And he breaks the tablets and going off on the people. What he did, he grinded up that calf. He, uh, he um, then the calf wasn't as big as you saw on TV with Moses. Because I know every Easter, quote unquote, that holiday, um, you'll see the Ten Commandments and you'll see that man, a Gentile, come down as if he's, uh, Hebrew with the Ten Commands and you see this humongous gold calf. No, it wasn't that big, but it was big enough. So Moses breaks it all up, destroys the calf and he grinds it into a powder with water and he makes the children of Israel drink it. Drink it now, now. And half of them get sick and they die, okay? Now this is not in a regular um. Exodus, I already told you, I'm giving you some of the um the nuances that's in the book of Jasper. So now that he did that, he gotta go back up there for another 40 days and 40 nights and get new commands. He gotta get new ones. So let me just read this. So he breaks um he breaks down the tablets and um Aaron repents. And uh, Moses causes the idolatrous to be slain. I already told you how he did it. And he prays for the people because the Most High is sick of them now. Okay? Because they all kinds of stuff going to be happening to them. So the Most High is sick of them. So um, the Most High is refusing to let the people live. So Moses is um, uh, mourning and he's uh, begging and he's repenting for the whole people. Now you can imagine the conversations that the most high and Moses is having because Moses got it. He came down there, looked at that, tore them up and went right back up the mountain. So, um, you know, after this uh, conversations and stuff with the most high and Moses, the most high said, okay, you know, oh, good grief. Cause Moses is saying, oh, please have mercy on us. Please have mercy on us. So the Most High is like, all right, if it wasn't for, you know, my, um, my promise, I will keep going on with my promise. But if it wasn't for my promise, they will all be done. So um, Moses waits to see, it's back on, Moses waits to see, oh, no, no, it's not, sorry. Um, we're having technical difficulties here, so I'm, I'm saying stuff to my partner, so. 
So Moses waits and um, waits for the Most High to um, write up the tablets again. Now the Most High is upset, but you know, the Most High is long suffering and patient because he already knows all this stuff before the foundation of the world. Okay, E, the covenant renewed. Remember, um, Moses broke the first covenant the two tablets. So he had to do it again. Moses had to return back up to the mountain to get the tablets again with the statutes and judgments. Another 40 days and 40 nights. This time the children waited and they was, however, they were still not satisfied. They waited for him and didn't make no more uh, uh, statues, no more idolatry, but they still murmured. Mm -hmm. Okay. And F, um, chapters 35, um, 4 through 38, 31, um, the preparation of the tabernacle and the furnishes. Um, Moses, Moses was informed by the Most High how to prepare the sanctuary. I already told you, remember the first time was broken up. He had to go back. Um, the children provided all the materials. I already told you they specialized. They fully know how to uh, resurrect infrastructure. They know how to do it, honey. Not only that, they are very crafted in what they um, in their specialization. So the children put the infrastructure um, together according to the specs of the Most High, and they prepared the tabernacle in five months. Okay, um, preparation for the priest's garments. Aaron and his sons were prepared as priests for seven days. They stood outside the door of the sanctuary, which is the tabernacle, and on the eighth day. Um, Aaron's sons, okay, let me break this down. <laughs> let me break this down because this is, like I said, 35, um, chapter, excuse me, chapter 35, verse 4 through 38, chapter 38, verse 31. All through that time, they was resurrected, um, resurrected, they was um, building the tabernacle, okay? It took five months and it was complete. Now, mind you, they in the wilderness. They don't really have the tools they need, but they may do because the most high blessed them. Remember, they were skilled craftsmen and they was not lazy. I don't know nobody that works seven days a week. And Moses had to inter, um, intervene and um, come and advocate for them to have a day off, which was really the Sabbath for the most high. He made it holy. Remember, in the beginning. I don't know nobody who worked that like that. Okay. So anyway, that's what was going on between chapters 35, 4 and 38, 31. So they was putting the tabernacle, tabernacle together and doing everything they needed to do. Now I'm on um, 39, the preparation of the priest, I already said, and um, the priest was prepared and everything was good for the, they stood outside of the tabernacle for seven days. They was all good. Aaron and his two sons, uh, Bazil is, Bezalel and Aboliab, these names. Okay, Aaron with his two sons. So they was prepared and everything was good. On the eighth day, because there was certain, certain things needed to be inside and outside, I already told you. They brought strange fire, unauthorized fire to the tabernacle. And what do you think the Most High did? The Most High killed them right on the spot. Uh-huh. You're not going to do what you want to do. You're going to do what the Most High said. Let this be a lesson for those people who believe in their hearts that they holy and righteous and they really not. Remember, the priests had to wear bells at the bottom of their robes because if they thought that they was holy and they sinned, 
they will be dead. Okay, let this be a lesson for those people who make excuses for themselves. The most I say, everybody has fallen short of his glory. Everybody. And if you cannot be humble enough to humble yourself and find in your heart where you lacking and fix it, the most high is going to do it for you. And he's not going to play no games with you. Okay. So we know now the tabernacle. Now we on H, um, we on H which is um, chapter 40. This is the tabernacles erected. Remember, after five months, it was done and it dwell, indwelled the most high. Okay. Now, the most high said that he was going to live in this tabernacle. Now, you know, it's not him because he's all over. He's too big to be living here. But like I said, he could turn himself into anything. He was that cloud in the day. He was a cloud that sat over Mount Sinai. And he was the pillar of fire. He could be anything he wants. So they, um, he wanted this particular thing um, made for him. The ground where that inside was, was holy. You could not walk with shoes. Um, and I'm going to get to that in a minute. Now, I'm going to tell you what was going on in the, um, in the wilderness with them. Because remember, they wandered around for 40 days and 40 nights. It was only supposed to be a three or four day journey, I believe three. They journeyed from one place to another. It was only supposed to be three days. But because they didn't listen, it was 40 years. And they was going round in circles. They was going round in circles. So. This is what happened. These are the little nuances that I want you to know before I finish this up. What was going on in those 40 years? There was complaining and murmuring by the children. I mean, they complained about everything. And I mean everything. Food, water, meat, this, that, the other. Oh, I don't like this. Oh, I don't like that. Oh, I want to run back to Egypt. Oh, this, oh, that. They had no faith in the most high. So they was complaining. They was faithless, most of them. They was non-compliant. They never listened. Many times the most, I said, I'm going to wipe all of them out. And the most, and Moses would beg, beg. And then Moses at one time, remember when he came down and that golden calf was there, he was saying, if you're going to get rid of them, just get rid of me with them. Mm -hmm. That's how much he went to bat for these knuckleheads. And let this be a lesson now, because there's a lot of people, remember, the new, in the New Testament, it says they are from us, but they're not of us. And don't you forget that. Okay, I don't care if they're your brother, your brethren, whatever. It's knuckleheads in the camp. That's why the Most High said he is going to be weeding out the rebels. That's what he said. Mm -hmm. And don't forget that. So there was non-compliance by Moses. Moses non-compliant too, and I'm going to tell you in a minute. Aaron, his, Aaron and his sons. Moses not comply, and this is why Moses never saw the promise. I mean, no, Moses didn't step foot in the promised land, but I'm putting the cart before the horse, but I'm just telling you, Moses never stepped foot in the promised land. Why? Because he didn't listen to the Most High. And Moses was one of the meekest, one of the humblest. He listened to the Most High and everything, but he didn't listen to the Most High with one thing. This is how specific the most high is. That's why I'm saying check yourself before you wreck yourself. Because people in their heart believe that they righteous. They believe, oh, yeah, God got me. First of all, we don't know who God is. Second of all, no, he don't got nobody. He gives everybody um, without um, partiality his blessings. And when you don't listen, you're going to get God, period. There ain't no excuses, no nothing. So remember, if Moses, which was the most meekest in the whole 
New Testament, Old Testament, and he talked about Mo Moses. If he was the meekest and he didn't listen and he got reprimanded, what's going to happen to us? Don't ever forget that, okay? Because people think that they could just pull the most high out of a box and worship him and go on and he's going to do whatever he wa um, they want him to do. No. That is the furthest from the truth, okay? So Moses was in non-compliance at a time too, and so was Aaron. I already told you, Aaron and his sons, the two sons brought strange fire into the tabernacle and the most high killed them. Aaron uh, made the calf. And you know what happened there. The most high was angry as getting ready to wipe out the whole camp. Moses repented, repented, repented for everybody. He went up there and begged for his brethren. The most high, uh, when um, uh, Abraham, excuse me, Moses came and grinded that calf up and made them drink it and half of them died. Okay. And um, Moses was supposed to talk to the rock because remember, there wasn't no water in the wilderness. The first time the most high said, smoke, smite, smite, smite the rock and the water's going to come out. And that's what happened. And then later on, because uh, Moses was always in constant talks with the most high, he said, talk to the rock. And what did Moses do? He didn't talk to the rock. He smote the rock. And that wasn't listening to what the Most High said. So he never got into the promised land. Remember what I said. And these things seem like they trivial, but trust me, you don't listen to the Most High, you're going to get what you get. So we already know, even though the Moses um, uh, did not listen at that time, the Most High still loved him, but he did um, reprimand him. Okay? Just because... Um, I reprimand you does not mean I don't love you. The Most High said that. If I don't reprimand you, then I'm not your father. And if I'm not your father, you're a bastard. That's in the scriptures. Okay? A good loving parent reprimands their child so that the whole world don't get them. Remember, the Most High said, if you a child, if you a friend of the world, you ain't a friend of mine. Who is the prince of this heir in the world? Who's the king of this world and the prince of this heir? The devil. Okay? Don't forget that. Okay, so they observed the Passover in the, um, in the wilderness. Aaron and his sons uh, went into the priesthood in the sanctuary before uh, that happened to the sons. Aaron's son, Sendin, was killed. The number of all the children, 12 princes, to scout out the promised land. Now, this may be put in a cart before, before the horse. This might be in um, Leviticus. Um, so just know that because I'll probably be going through it again. Um, they were they're supposed to go out and um, the Most High told no Moses to pick 12 people from each tribe, one person from each tribe to go out and scout out the land. And then he did that for 40 days. That might be in the next one because um, it's not now. But I'm just letting you know what's going on while they're in the wilderness, because when we go to the next book, they're still in the wilderness. OK, the children complained about meat. They wanted meat. They wanted meat. They did not want to eat the food of the angels. What's the food of the angels? Manna. That's what the angels eat. The Most High gave the children angel food to eat. And what did they do? They didn't want it. They complained. Oh, no, we don't want this. this that, that, that. The Most High said, all right, you want some meat? He made quail come down from the sky. He said, you're going to eat it until it come out of every hole. You know he didn't say that. But he said, you're going to eat it until you get sick. <laughs> And they ate it for 30 days straight. Yes. 
the most high is not playing with us. Okay. He's not going to be playing either. All right. Miriam gets leprous because she's getting mouthy. Talk about, oh, um, the most high ain't only dealing with Moses. Are we not Moses' siblings? He's dealing with us too, trying to get the children away from Moses and the most high and and go on her bandwagon. And what did the most high do? The most high was going to kill her. Mm -hmm. You're not going to play with me. You're not going to use my name in vain. You're not going to lie. Who the most high was going to kill her. So Moses was like, please don't kill her. And the Most High made her leprous and she had to be outside the camp for seven days. Now, this is what it says, and it's a loose translation. The Most High made her leprous white as snow. Now, I want to put a pin in there for a second. I did do a lesson, white versus black. I want you to go to the, um, to the platform library and I want you to listen to that lesson, okay? Listen to that lesson white versus black is actually black versus white whatever i want you to go to that lesson i want you to listen to it okay because it's a very important lesson so he makes her leprous and a leprous is a skin disorder remember everybody then was melanated they in the sun everybody's in the sun so they melanated there are no unmelanated or non-melanated or no um recess recessive gene people when it come down to the skin in the wilderness none of them none none zero zip zilch all the children of israel are melanated everybody's melanated everybody 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 everybody's melanated okay so when um uh, uh miriam turned leprous she was white as snow okay nobody said nothing about nobody's skin being alabaster nobody's saying nobody's skin being no other color okay and if, if you really want some proof, go to Solomon. He tell you how black he is. Okay. Anyway, so they continue to wander around the lands, like I said. They had fights with Edom. They had fights with Ammon. The children of Edom, which is their cousins, Ammon, which is their distant cousins, and Moab, they had fights with. Various fights, and they had fights among themselves. They was fighting themselves. They was fighting other people. They was doing all kinds of stuff because they wasn't listening. Now, I want to, and this is not in order. I'm just telling you all the nonsense they was going through while they was in the wilderness, roaming around. It was supposed to be a three days journey, remember? And they roamed around for 40 years because they didn't listen. And they, did, they, wasn't, um, they didn't trust the most high. They didn't listen. That's the, um, and they continue to murmur and complain. That's a sin too. Uh-huh. Okay. So more and more, the battles were, um, they was bad. The children was fighting themselves and fighting other people because they wasn't listening to the Most High. Mm -hmm. The Most High would give them a direction from Moses. And what would they do? Turn around and fight Moses with it. They was always trying to fight Moses and all this other stuff. Moses got sick of them. But he knew if they all was wiped out, there wouldn't be nobody else. So he still went to bat with the, uh, for them, no matter what, even his brother Aaron. All right. Now, um, this is what I'm getting ready to describe to you is in chapter 39. The priest's robes, I already told you the ephod was in gold. Um, the breastplate, the robes that they had to wear, the bells on their feet, the girdle, which is um, a belt. They call belts girdles. They had to have that. And the reason why they had to have that girdle is because I want to say either they had something on their feet or a girdle 
They had to pull the priest out if he was sinful going in there thinking that he was going to be going into the Holy of Holies. This is why they had to have the bells at the bottom of the feet. And they had to have a way to pull him out. So it was either through the girdle or the feet. I can't remember. They had to pull him out because if you didn't hear no more tinkling, honey, somebody was dead. Okay. And then um, 35 through 38, the Ark of the Covenant, I already told you it's two cherubim. And it's four gold, everything was gold, made of originally acacia wood, which is kitten wood. It was dipped in gold, so it was gold, and it held the, um, the uh, commands in it, okay? And the sacred objects, it, remember, nobody could touch the, um, the uh, Ark of, a, of the Covenant. Why did they call it the Ark of the Covenant? Because it was, it was carrying the, uh, the laws inside of, and it was a covenant between people. It was a contract. So they, they was carrying the stone contract inside of a holy case. And they had to bring it everywhere they went. Okay, that's where, that's where they went. And don't forget that. Don't forget that. Because this covenant is all throughout the Old Testament. Do not forget that. I already told you. It was gold. And, um, it had a crown and um, two cherubim on both sides. It had four gold rings. One ring on each um, edge of the box because it had to be carried by something else it could not be touched by your hands or else you would quickly be dead um the special accommodations for the tabernacle and the sanctuary the ark the table the curtains the lamp stand the uh, the lamps the incense at the altar front of the ark and back um like i said i made a um a little uh drawing of it that you probably can't see, but um, it's like a gated, it's a gated area. And there's a stand, this, um, there's a space for the stand for the ark. So remember, you know, there's rings on it. So they would sit the ark there. And then there was like a big bowl that was like, this is in the court, courtyard. It was a big bowl that they did the sacrifices with. And then they had tables on other sides because remember they had to sacrifice animals. And then it was a little house there inside the gated area and the first part of the house was the holy place and only the priest could go there and then in the other part of the um the back of it was the holy of holies and that's where the most high was and that's where all the sacred pieces were inside of that and like i said the only person who could go in there is the priest an anointed priest could go in there because not every priest can go in there when you go inside the courtyard itself that was gated off, you had to wear uh, no shoes on your feet because it was consecrated sacred ground. And um, like I said, there was places that you could put down the ark. Now, you could not put the ark down on the floor. There was a, a stand in the front when you first walked in. There was a stand that you put the ark. And the ark was not um, uh, light. The ark was heavy. It had to be six, seven people who had to hold that ark. And like I said, there was poles, gold poles or some kind of heavy wood poles that will go in um, inside the rings of the art so that people could hold it. I want to say two, four, six, eight people held it. So um, it didn't sit on the ground. And then, like I said, it was a bowl. And on each side was tables to um, sacrifice the, uh, the animals. Now, what animals were sacrificed? Goats. Goats are sin sacrifices. Then you had burnt offerings to the Most High. And the burnt offerings sacrifices like lambs or beef. And then um, like cattle, babies. 
And then they had, you know, turtle doves that they were sacrificing and all these things meant something. Um, they were specific in sacrifice for different things that you did. Like I said, the sin went on to the goat. Remember the devil's a goat. The pentagram of the devil is a goat's head in a man's body. So that's the devil's a goat. So the sin offering was the goat. And then the burnt offering was, um, was the lamb. Remember the lamb sacrifice before the foundation of the world? Anyway, I'm just, you know, bridging. So the lamb was the, um, the burnt offering. A lot of times they ate that. They ate the burnt offering. It was sacrificed to the most high through the blood. It was cooked up and burnt down. Certain parts of it was burnt down. And then the priests and uh, the priests ate it. Mm -hmm. So not the sin offering, the burnt offering. And um, like I said, um, calves were uh, female calves, babies, a lot of time, because you know, they're, they're pure. And they he the most high wanted unblemished. It didn't have no um no discoloring no um anything that wasn't natural uh could be sacrificed to the most high it had to be pure okay perfect and this was um, the doves it was the pigeons it was um the uh like i said calves bulls um goats uh everything had to be pure for whatever specified offering to the most high, it had to be pure. The olive oil had to be pure and good. It couldn't be no janky old olive oil. The olive oil had to be the flower offering. I mean, it was all kinds of offerings. And when we get, when we continue to move forward in the scriptures, it will give you more specified information about um, what it is. Like I said, um, the Holy of Holies was covered by four layers of covering, specified dynamics within and without the whole area. And this is just the tabernacle itself. The altar of incense was inside. The golden lampstand was inside. The table um, uh, for the bread and the incense was inside. And the ark rested inside the Holy of Holies. But like I said, if they had to go somewhere or whatever, and they had to bring the ark somewhere, they could sit it right there. And then most of the time, they would just bring it inside the Holy of Holies. And this is what they had to do. Um, now you can understand just a bit of how intricate, excuse me, intricate and how specific the Most High is. Every color meant something. The, um, the weaving of the cloth meant something. Um, the uh, specific dimensions of the tabernacle and outside the tabernacle, um, everything meant something. The Most High did not do things willy-nilly. He did not do things willy-nilly. He didn't just do things just to be doing things. Everything meant something. And that's how specific the Most High is. When he says what he says, he's not playing. So this is, um, we just uh, did the whole outline of um, chapters 25 through 40. This is the last book of Exodus. As I said, when I was telling you while they was in the, um, the wilderness and all the stuff was going on, I uh, kind of went overboard into the next book. But that's all right, because we'll be concentrating that on that when we do go into the book. Um, I hope that you are able to understand 
what was going on in the wilderness and in the whole book of Exodus as I am doing these cliff notes. If anyone has any questions or um, concerns or comments, now is the time to um, ask those questions. And um, yeah, after that, we will just be wrapping it up. If nobody has questions, um, Oh, one thing I want to say, there was a basin. When you go into the tabernacle, like I said, it was the ark stand on both sides. It was tables for the sacrifice and it was a basin. What's a basin? It's like a big bowl, you know, and a lot of times they put the blood in that bowl. Yeah, so that's something I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to forget that. Um, like I said, I wish that I could um, show everyone my little depiction of the tabernacle. <laughs> Trust me, I am not um, an artist to be drawing anything, but um, it's, it's funny looking, but at least it helped me to um, give you an idea of what things were. But um, like I said, if anyone has any questions or concerns, they can ask me now. If not, if you have any later, um, then you can always upload the question on um, Spotify. Um, I have a question area and we have questions and answer segment that I can answer any question that you have, whether it be a daily lesson, whether it be the scriptural um, cliff note lesson, whether it be a, um, a jewel, a scriptural jewel, anything, any questions, um, I'm available. Just upload the question. I will be notified and then I will be answering the questions. If we don't have any um, I would say thank you for um, coming on and um, enjoy your day and Shabbat Shalom. Hi, if you like what you're hearing, please hit the follow button so you can be notified when a new lesson is available. You can also upload a question or take a poll for more of your favorite topics. Thanks for listening.